146, I'm going to be reading or using the Revised Standard Version, the English Standard Version, and the King James Version. And you'll probably notice the King James Version when that comes up. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her right early. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. He Come, behold, the works of the Lord, how he has wrought desolations in the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters of the spear. He burns the chariot with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. In another church, it was my turn to lead the adult Sunday school class. The curriculum calls for Psalm 46 to be presented in a way that we could remember it. We got through God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When a man with a strong personality commented, You know, I haven't really found that to be true. I've usually had to work through the troubles I've faced myself. Then another man joined him and said, That's been my experience too. These were two of the most conservative believers in this Bible-believing church. They were, yet they were undermining the very premise of my Sunday school lesson. I asked if anyone in the anybody else in the class had experienced God's help when in trouble. These were all church members who had confessed their sin and believed in our risen Saint Jesus for salvation. But none of them even brought that up. Why not? Complacency. Just sit back and watch, but don't get involved. And they didn't want to take sides against Mr. Personality. Well, I stumbled through the lesson, but thought later that when a debate like this comes up, the first thing to do is to define terms. So let's do that. He's a very present help in trouble. But what do we mean by trouble? And what does help look like? Is our view of, this, of trouble the same as God's? At Jesus' triumphal entry on Palm Sunday, the Jews knew their trouble was the occupational forces of Rome and having to pay taxes to, to Rome. They saw Jesus as God's help to deliver them from that. What was God's view? Trouble is sin that separates mankind from their creator, and Jesus came to make a once-for-all sacrifice to pay that penalty for all men for all times. Not just for Israel at that time, but so all men had opportunity to be reconciled to God, their creator. God's deliverance was entirely different than what the Jews had in mind. In fact, the Jews were so disillusioned that by the end of the week, some of them who said Hosanna in the highest 
we're saying crucify him. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, either, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than you, my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Do we need to ask God his thoughts about trouble when we face it so we can get a, a right perspective? James tells us if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all men generously without reproaching, and it will be given him. Given him. Is it trouble when our expectations are not met, even though they are not God's expectations? We need to make sure our goals are in line with, with God's goals, but using Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall make straight your paths. I didn't have that one there. Um, Luke 10. Okay. I need Luke 10. Where are we? Maybe not. Right, I think I was just going to talk to you on this this story illustrates this. Now as they went their way, and he entered a village, and a woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen the good portion, which shall not be taken away from her. Maybe being with Jesus is more important than preparing a banquet. Maybe soup would do. I was kind of floored by these guys, for these guys to deny the scriptural promise of God to be a very present help in trouble. But I think we all fall into disbelief fairly regularly. In a Bible study at our apartment, we asked for prayer requests. And uh, we've got nine of them, and we prayed for each other. The following week, seven out of nine of those requests were answered. I was amazed. My team leader said, yes, we are so committed to unbelief. Well, I shouldn't feel, we shouldn't feel so bad. Uh, when, pe when people were praying for Peter's release, and Rhoda, the servant girl, reported that he was at the door, they said, you are mad. When she insisted, they said, it, it must be his angel. But God had indeed answered their prayers and delivered Peter. Point is, we need to believe in God. Peter later wrote to the exiles in the dispersion, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that comes upon you. Okay, there it is. To prove you as though something strange was happening to you, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, so that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Here, trouble is defined as a fiery ordeal. And God uses it to pr prove us. 
Peter also wrote, Be watchful, be vigilant. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience is of suffering is required of your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, and strengthen you. Here the devil is the source of trouble, but you will get through it. Job had the same kind of trouble from, from Satan, but got through it, and he was restored. Paul had trouble from Satan, but was able to bear it with God's help. 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9 Therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it from me, but he said to me, My grace is, grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. We have looked at defining trouble by first by the Israelites and then by God, the triumphal entry. We've looked at trouble defined by our, ours versus God's goals and expectations. <coughs> We've looked at trouble as defined by Martha. We looked at trouble as defined by the fiery ordeals God sends to prove it, uses to prove, it, prove us. We've looked at trouble defined by the oppression of Satan, as with Job and Paul. Now let's look at. Uh, the help God, who is very present to give us in trouble. Help. What I think those two guys in Sunday school were saying, as a practical matter, they had not experienced God's help in trouble, but always had to work through it themselves. <coughs> were they looking for a miraculous and obvious deliverance from circumstances? I think so. And that's one way that God could help. But I think we need to take a deeper and longer view of what God's help is. We need to go on a God hunt, as David Maines of Back to the Bible used to encourage us to do, and see if we can notice God at work during the day. Try it, and you'll have, probably have some sightings. He is a very present help in trouble, even if we have to work through it ourselves. Maybe that is what he intended, so we would grow <coughs> in our faith. Psalms 46 says, God is our strength. 1 Corinthians 29.12 says, Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. We use that strength in getting through trouble, working our way through, but it's from God. Where does your strength come from? Maybe it isn't our strength alone that gets us through our troubles. God is a very present help in trouble by protecting us. Job 1.10 tells us, he puts a hedge about us. Satan is complaining, have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? 
I think it's safe to assume God puts a hedge around everyone who follows him. Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who, who fear him and delivers them. Is that a guardian angel? Dr. David Jeremiah says God uses multiple angels on our behalf. Malachi 3.12, I will, will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear. God protects us in this way too. God is a very, I think, I think God has done that for me, has rebuked the devourer in my life. God is a very present in, ha in trouble by setting limits. 1 Corinthians 10.13 There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with a temptation also make a way of escape, that he may be able to bear it. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. God is a very present help in trouble by being present with us. And they woke Luke 8, 24 and 25, and they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith? Well, I pondered that for a while. What what were they supposed to have faith in? Was there a promise somewhere? And I finally concluded uh, the promise is that Jesus was in the boat with them. With Jesus in the boat, you're safe. No matter if the mountains shake in the heart of the sea and its waters roar and foam. Really, does God's presence make us safe? Consider Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that we shall boldly say, The Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. The Great Commission ends with, Lo, I am with you always. To the close of the age. There was an older lady who was aware of God's presence with her when she was confronted by a mugger with a, point, with a gun pointed at her. She said, young man, I am trusting God, and if he wants you to shoot me, then I'm dead. But if not, there's nothing you can do about it. God told Moses, he would not go with the people lest he break out and destroy them. His holiness cannot tolerate sin. But I believe God prompted Moses that he fled with God to go with his people. And, he, and finally God found, found a way to agree to that. God's presence was very precious to Moses.
Now we come to the question, is God really able to protect us in these extreme situations? After Jesus calmed the wind and waves, the disciples asked each other, Who is this? Let's look at Psalm 46, 5 through 7. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Again, God's presence is a sure protection against disruption. God will help her right early. Again, we encounter, encounter the word help. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. Recently, this verse was the KFNW verse of the day, and they read it like I used to read it, in four separate phrases, like they were four separate thoughts. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. I think this is how it should be read. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. God is completely able to take care of us. The Lord of hosts is with us, again his presence. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is her refuge. The Lord of armies, he, you can see in the psalm how he, he overcomes, he ends wars, he breaks the bow, shatters the spear, burns the chariot with fire. He's able to do it. God of Jacob is our refuge. Look at all the all God did through Jacob, that scoundrel who yet trusted God. He brought forth a nation. Not only does God protect believers, he also to some extent protects non-believers. For them and us he holds all things together. Colossians 1.17 He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Hebrews 1.3. He reflects the glory of God and bears the very stamp of his nature, upholding the universe by his word of power. That's 17.24 and 25. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by man, nor is he served by human hands since he himself gives to all men life and breath and everything. Again, God cares for non-believers. Matthew 5, 44 and 45. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Luke 6, 35 and 36, But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward will be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore, mer be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. But unbelievers will not always have God's protection if they do not repent. 2 Thessalonians 2.7 For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who restrains it will do so, only, will do so until he is out of the way. 
and then the lawlessness one will be revealed. Some say the restraining force is the Holy Spirit. Some say the church. What would it be like to exist without God present? Second Thessalonians 1, 7 through 9. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with a this is a continuation. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance upon those who do not know God and upon those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, they shall suffer the punishment of eternal destruction and exclusion from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might when he comes on that day. What would it be like to be excluded from the presence of the Lord? We who believe know God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We may have to look a little further, go on a God hunt to see how he is working it out. But if we go on the God hunt and don't find him, we'll have to walk by faith in his promises. If so, blessed are those who have not seen and still believe. So we see that God is a very present help in trouble. In finding trouble, we see it can come from Satan, from fiery ordeals to prove us, or it could be of our own making, by wrong goals and expectations, as in Mar Martha's case. Defining help shows us help can come by miraculous intervention, as, a, as the, the boat in a storm, it can come by the strength he supplies it for us to work through it. Help can come by his protection with his hedge about us, with his angel encamped around us, with his presence with us, <coughs> with his setting limits on temptation, with his rebuking the devourer, with his grace being su sufficient for us. And we see that God protects even the unbeliever to an extent. So how are we doing at trusting God to be our help in our trouble? How are we doing at not fearing in spite of earth-shaking troubles and threats around us? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Martin Luther, when he received troubling news, would often say, Come, let us sing Psalm 46. It was his favorite song, and his hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, is based on it. Let's pray. <coughs> Father, we thank you for being our refuge and our help in trouble. How great you are. How great is your strength to do this. We find you are always there. Thank you for, thank you for your continued presence. Your grace is sufficient. We praise you.
Jesus' name.